Hey, what's up guys? Uh, this is Brent here. Just wanted to come at you before the show and let you know that uh, we are doing another Dealer's Choice contest episode. Um, so if you remember last season, uh, our good buddy John Casser has won and he chose Super Mario Bros. Uh, for us to watch. Um, so basically, if you go on over to the Director Showdown Twitter account, at Director Showdown, no W in show, uh, uh, retweet the uh, little contest tweet there, and um, yeah, and you might uh, win the chance to pick a movie for us to watch on our Dealer's Choice episode, and it's any movie, uh, just fuck, just any movie, basically, any movie that you want to make us watch, um, really, it's, it's, with great power comes great responsibility. I'll just leave it at that. But, uh, yeah, so it's up as of now, that tweet, if you want to go retweet that, you can potentially pick, uh, something really terrible for us to watch, or something cool, something that you love, maybe that's underseen, under-discussed, uh, that maybe we haven't seen. Uh, it's completely up to you. So, yeah, go on over to Twitter, uh, get that retweeted, and, um, yeah. Oh, and I also wanted to mention that if you want to be on the episode, too, uh, if you end up winning, um, that's cool with us. You can be, I mean, John was on his episode and it was a ton of fun. So, um, yeah, here's the episode. Bye. What's up, guys? Welcome back to uh, Director Showdown, episode seven. Seven lucky number seven, but that's not the movie we're watching today. No, it's not. <laughs> Although it's a good movie. Uh, <laughs> this, the, the movie so we watched nice. today is unfortunately Josh Hartnett free. Um, but yeah, we are here on the penultimate episode of this. That's what penultimate means, right? Like the episode before the final episode right sure got a head nod from our guest today <laughs> um speaking of our guest uh we got eric caceres hey how's it going what's up man first uh, time first time uh, long time first yeah, time yeah. uh guest person yeah person who is on this show yeah long for, time listener maybe yeah yeah possibly <laughs> um i hope so yeah yeah for um, sure yeah. and well, uh in case you're a first time listener i'm adam because brent doesn't know how to do introductions <laughs> i'm brent what's up guys and what are what what show is this what podcast is this brent uh this is the director showdown uh a podcast where each season we pit two directors up against one another uh we go through their selected filmographies and uh uh, kind of compare and contrast and talk about each movie. And uh, this season we're doing Carpenter uh, and Cronenberg. Yep. The uh, Just specifically in the 80s this time. And this is our yeah. last Carpenter film, They Live. What are your initial thoughts of this, this movie, special guest, Eric? Oh. Since you're our special, very <laughs> special guest. Very special first well, time um, guest. The first thing I always think of is the fight scene 
And uh, <laughs> it, yeah. I think that I knew about the fight scene before I had even seen like the whole movie. And because South Park does like an homage to it where Timmy and Jimmy fight and they almost, almost like scene for scene, almost shot for shot do the exact same fight scene. Oh, is it's, it like exactly the same? Yeah. Like the I didn't di- even know the, that, yeah. The dialogue's almost even the same. Like, I think at one point, Jimmy tries to hit Timmy. Or no, Timmy tries to hit Jimmy, and Jimmy says, you dirty motherfucker. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. That's fucking great. Yeah, yeah. I... Uh, I, I think actually I may have actually seen that scene like before I even watched this movie actually. For sure, yeah, same. Yeah, um so I guess that's uh that's some historical context there. <laughs> uh what about you Adam? What uh, what what's like your initial memory seeing this movie? Um it was kind of like just being on the whole John Carpenter binge like, you know, I was getting into Escape from New York and uh was watching his other films and I heard about They Live and I wanted to check it out. So uh, I remember seeing it and just thinking, wow, this is a really angry movie. <laughs> For sure, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty pissed off movie. And uh, I, I kind of didn't even realize how pissed off it was until like last night when you and I watched it. Yeah. Um, cause I, I, I think I'd only seen it like once before and the, the first time watching it, it was, it was kind of similar to my first time watching mm-hmm. big trouble. It was like, I, I enjoyed it. Um, but I couldn't, I wasn't like fully on its wavelength, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and last night, um, due to, I mean, maybe the state of the world, let's just come out and say <laughs> yeah, it, we, like we, oh, the oh, elephant man. in the room. Should we just like get <laughs> out of the way? Like, yeah. Just, yeah. So, uh, this is, Obviously, on our podcast, this is the first episode recorded after the midterm elections. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're just a bunch of sad boys here. <laughs> a little sad. Um, because the other episodes, if you listen to them, we're very, uh, you know, go vote, be active. And yeah, we mentioned it like every episode. And mm-hmm. I even, I think on the last one we recorded said, if things don't, you know, fully go our way. Uh, we might be in for a couple, you know, maybe a bummer of a, of an episode, Yeah, but that it's kind of perfect that we're talking about. They live. Mm. Um, so why don't yeah. we give a little refresher on, on what real they life? Live. Oh, no. okay. Oh, I'm sorry. They <laughs> live. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. so we can kind of marry it. it with, um, Reality. with the current <laughs> political situation. Mm-hmm. It's very simple, and uh, it's it's almost just as simple as other Carpenter films. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much the world has been taken over by uh, these aliens who are the ruling upper class, and uh, they've hypnotized um, the masses, including the middle class and the, and the impoverished, mm-hmm. via video signals. And uh, the way that this small rebellion group has uh, found out about it, they developed these sunglasses, which are Hero, a hobo, a blue-collar working-class hobo <laughs> portrayed by the always charming Rod, Roddy Dangerfield. <laughs> Rowdy, Rowdy Roddy Piper, right? Isn't Piper, that, yeah, isn't that right? that's him, yeah. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. And he, he's... He's a lot more muscular than I thought a hobo would be, but you know that's I guess that's just a artistic creative choice. Yeah, well, yeah. he's putting in that hard work, man. It's like one of his first things that he that he says uh, showing up is like you know I'll put in a hard day's work for uh, a, a good meal or whatever the fuck he says. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean let's let's talk about is that is that 
summarized? Is that is that good to go? Yeah, I mean that's pretty. Yeah. M- unless you had some, you guys had some other like specific. Uh... I mean, no. I mean, he. Yeah, the glasses. Uh, what what were they called again? The Hanson. Hanson glasses. No, it starts with an H, but I can't no, remember. Um, just kind of very like eighties. Yeah, super eighties. It's 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 basically reveals the true nature of the world around you know the person if wearing you've glasses. Ever seen, if you've ever went to Hot Topic and you've seen the Obey shirt or Obey yeah. hat, that, you know, that's probably where. <laughs> that's kind of ironic, right? No. <laughs> yeah. Well. Shepard Fairey, yeah, like uh, sure. he made money off of a movie that's about not making money. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. That's like his claim to fame. Like he kind of co-opted, uh, appropriated, appropriated. There you go. Um, the message of this movie into his own art, and uh, yeah, yeah it made millions. Fuck, fuck the uh, upper class. They're just a bunch of aliens that yeah that hate everybody else and are you know taking advantage of everybody yeah i mean the the whole um do you want to get into the whole political thing now or well i I, I, i'm gonna just intro like the origin of like where this movie came from Mm -hmm. you know it was like it came out in 88 the 30th anniversary yeah um it was the i think final year of reagan's presidency um John Carpenter was pretty pissed off about the state of things, about um, consumerism, about Reaganomics, about the state of the country. Basically, everything in America is just just the only purpose of everything is to sell to people. And that was that was like no more truer than it was in the 80s, basically. And so pissed off about that, he finds this short story. Um, oh, I'm forgetting the name of it. Eight o'clock in the morning or something like I that. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. eight o'clock in the morning. Um and pretty much comes up with this uh, this movie and uh, based off of that and writes it under a uh, a uh, fake name Frank Armitage, which is a H.P. Lovecraft character from the Dunwich Horror, which is a nice little oh, bit of trivia. Um, cool. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, we can get into the the little political little political stuff here. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Well, it just seems like on the very like, um, I mean, we'll start off. How about like what? What is the obvious political messaging here, guys? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know it, but I want I want someone to like explain <laughs> it. Yeah, I mean, obvious messaging, anti consumerism. Okay, is that <laughs> I mean, is that is yeah. that all? I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the main one. What, what were you fishing for? Well, I mean, like just like the that that the whole upper class is just like manipulating the masses via. Yeah, consumers. Okay, yeah, like you su- know, suppression of the lower class. Right. Yeah, via yeah. The, one, the whole one percenter thing, yeah. And that you have to be, like, woke to order to, you know, mm-hmm. using a modern term that we use very loosely <laughs> nowadays, woke. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, and you're using a blue-collar worker. You know, you have, as brought, you know, a hobo guy who's just trying to do an honest day's work for an honest paycheck. So you're seeing, like, these... Um, just these regular Joes just getting fucked over, but they still believe in the system, blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's another la- There's another layer that um, I don't think John Carpenter was really, like, aware of. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's, like, kind of, like, responsible for what's happening nowadays. Mm. Well, do you think it's responsible? 
I think responsible might be yeah, giving I'm it sorry. a little more credit. Yeah, that's probably. I, I see what you mean, though. Yeah, not it's, responsible. It's but, a pro- prophetic um, or something like it's. I don't even think prophetic. I think yeah. he he. I, I think it was. It's the whole idea of like appropriation again. Yeah. Because you look at you look at um, this movie, and on its uh, surface, it's like there is like these people who are out to manipulate you and out to like fuck you over because mm-hmm. it's very obvious with uh keith richards character he has that home diatribe about like how you know you're on your keith own david david, david keith david, uh, keith david. <laughs> keith david. Ch- uh, check that off yep. the list of uh one name fuck fucking, up per episode this yeah, I know, <laughs> so right? far it's just uh that's my that's my joke it's, yeah, my it's, a, it's a running track. gag um <clears throat> keith richards yeah. and uh <laughs> of rolling stone of rolling <laughs> is in the film yeah um <laughs> He, you know, he has that diatribe about like how fucking yeah. uh, you're on your own and you're everyone's against each other, blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. So you look at Alex Jones. Mm, boy, yeah. <laughs> and you see what his like interpretation of reality is. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly the same as, as Roddy For sure. Piper. He yeah, thinks man. that the. It's... Yeah, he thinks that the uh, fucking world is owned by reptoids <laughs> just like piper is in this movie yeah and we look at that guy as a total like evil person so it's like this movie is actually like <laughs> kind of justifying like like nazi propaganda and like um almost like just any sort of like terrorism if you think about it like yeah, the bank scene, especially like, the bank scene, is very oh man, different yeah. now than it was back then. Well, and then mm. uh, the new studio man yeah. at the end yeah. is very much like today. Like last night, we were watching it. We were like, oh boy, yeah. like like he's he's <laughs> yeah. he's sparing the humans. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like you can easily. There, this movie like can easily CNN. have that divergent point of right. like an Alex Jones type can watch this movie exactly. and be like, this is reality. This is uh, the way things yeah. are, you know, the and just news, like the fake yeah. news. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I can definitely see that. So, yeah. Yeah. It, I don't think it's definitely not what Carpenter intended, of course, but it was appropriated by the right. And it's like yeah. almost like the. Almost like the aliens right now had saw this film, said, let's oh. use this to market. To, <laughs> Is this like, our idea? Co- last <laughs> night, last night, you and I were saying that we need a modern day. Mm. They live for like the GOP. Right. It's something like that, right? Well, like it's GOP, something where it's like appropriated. Yeah. The GOP just takes everything cool and, and like uses it for <laughs> their own shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, I'm the whole appropriation thing is fascinating too. Cause it's like, uh, so that's what Shepard Ferry did too in his own like uh, what uh, neoliberal way. It's like he took certain things from this movie and then used them to like become right. rich. Like, See? yeah, it's and fascinating. It, it makes me like even more cynical. You know, just like yeah, like nothing you can do, no matter what the spirit, the intense <laughs> spirit of it. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna come in and like use it for their own shit, and then just kind of spoil the the um the spirit of it yeah the ruin the the initial version of it Mm -hmm. pretty much Mm -hmm. carpenter had to go on twitter to say that this wasn't about the jewish people owning the media yeah man that that was a whole thing too yeah how like uh far right people like early on man i think it was like in the 
Well, he, he said on Twitter, so I guess it was maybe... It's like a year ago he said on Twitter, but it's been oh, a while. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know it was uh, even that recent he had to say it, but um, yeah, the, but far-right people were like, this movie's about the Jews, and John Carpenter yeah. came out and he was like, no, 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 that's, <laughs> that's slander. That is not at all what I wanted to... Yeah, this the, movie's about Reagan, this movie's about consumerism. Yeah, all like, the Pepes like, came out, all the Pepe the Frogs <laughs> were just like, this is our movie, the alt-right movie. Oh, you know? God, that's... I'm pretty sure that's... It's infuriating, man. Yeah. And I mean, I could see it. And that's, I, I guess that's kind of goes to show like how, um, maybe how naive Carpenter was about like the, the nuance of it, you know? But I mean, yeah. like, I think it's, I mean, without getting too like, like heavy, I guess, I think is this should be more of just like a fun movie with a interesting political spin on it instead of like yeah. taking it as like. Like a like a code of like ethics or anything. Absolutely, <laughs> you know man. I mean? Yeah, I mean it's a good. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. It's like a good kind of warning that like maybe you shouldn't take things at like maybe you don't have to dive so deep into something. You know, mm. it's like this. And I think you're right about it. Like this movie is like super campy, and mm. I think it it is fun first before it is you know before it is kind of like trying to you know, portray a message. Right. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's intentional with this one. Mm -hmm. So I was watching an interview, John Carpenter, and here's to trigger Brent. Uh (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) He said that he always thought that aliens should be evil. And like, unlike ET or close (laughs) encounters. Well, I do just want to say he has a bone to pick with ET. Um, so that's why he said it because it ruined the thing's box office. So he's just taking, that's a personal attack on Mr. Spielberg and myself, as far as I'm concerned. Um, no, I mean, that's, that's, that's interesting. That's an interesting take. Um, aliens should always be evil is his take. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. But uh, it makes for, I mean, I, it's, I don't know, like evil aliens are like one of my favorite villains in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, like we talked about in one of the earlier episodes, I think this mm-hmm. season, um, like any movie opening up with mm-hmm. a, a shot of space is like going to be one of my favorite movies. I fucking love like movies <laughs> that just open up with space. It's like alien uh, uh, thing, Star Wars. Um, how, about, how about you, Eric? Have you seen um, any of Carpenter's previous films prior um, to this? Before this, the only one I've seen, yeah. I think, is uh, all the way through is um, Little Trouble in, or Big Trouble in Little China. Ah, so um, oh, so what do you what do you? Uh, I know we talked about this prior to you the recording, but oh yeah, it's Halloween oh, okay. too. I forget yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you think of? Yeah, what do you think of Carpenter in general? Just like his uh, his it, whole shtick. I think he kind of hit the like nail on the head. I mean, it's fun. Like that's that's the biggest yeah. thing. I mean, even watching Big Trouble in Little China now. I mean, the whole thing about it is it's like cheesy kung fu fun and yeah for sure you know i'm not you know i'm i watched that when i was a kid and mm-hmm. it was one of my favorite movies when i was a kid <laughs> um so i mean it, it's kind of stuck with me in that i mean i've seen escape from la i haven't seen all of escape from new york oh geez Whoa, so yeah it's, it's, it's kind of all over the place <laughs> well john carpenter did say that escape from la is what he intended escape from new york to be which is a very uh, interesting take by the director himself. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you, uh, you said Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, this is kind of going back to one of the earlier episodes, but you had seen when you were a kid. Yeah. 
uh, when you saw it as a kid, who was like the hero of the movie? It was Kurt Russell. <laughs> Kurt Russell, still? yeah. And then like watching, I watched it a few, about a week ago with my brother. It was like on Stars. Yeah, yeah. And both him and I, and my brother is like a big action movie nerd. Yeah, yeah. And Andy, both of us, yeah, both of I were t- both of him and I were talking about. It and we're like, wow, he's pretty much useless in this movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he, you know, at, at one point you think he's going to do something, and then he gets hit by like some fallen rock, and he gets yeah, knocked dude, out. He's a, he's a total like doofus in that <laughs> yeah. movie. It's like. <laughs> It's a little clown, yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I just wanted to ask, like, as from like a kid's perspective, like, is, is that still ingrained in like a kid's head that like this guy's the hero just because like all the posturing of him being a hero is there? The one-liners and the, the one-liners, yeah, all that's so fascinating. That's me. super cool. I just wanted, to, yeah, I just wanted to like because it's like me. the uh, as a child you don't understand like the nuances. You're just more like, oh, I know that archetype. <laughs> yeah, you know, that exactly. that badass white guy who is. Uh, who says all these clever shit and he's the hero obviously yeah but then when you grow up you like the you know the the veil the veil is revealed is mm-hmm. taken off and you realize that Kurt Russell's character in that it's just it's a fucking idiot yeah. <laughs> but it's great it's great he was the best part of that movie yeah he sold it so well you know yeah and you can listen back to that episode of Big Trouble Little China Listen again. Listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Apparently, Carpenter wanted Kurt Russell to play Whoa, okay. Nada, but he had already filmed. He already used him in three of his movies in the eighties: mm-hmm. The Thing, Big Trouble, and then Prince of Darkness. I think, or no, no uh, Escape uh, from New York. Escape yeah. from New York. Escape yeah. from New York. Yeah, and he didn't want to overuse him, so that's why that's he got Ruddy Ruddy Piper. I we were talking about this last night, Adam and I, when we were watching this. Is uh, before we started watching it, I was like. Man, Kurt Russell would have been cool in that role, right? <laughs> but then we started watching it, and I was like, I kind of think it's perfect. Yeah. With Roddy Piper, like, I think if you get too big of a star, then I don't think it works in the same way. I think, like, he has to kind of be a nobody, you, you know? And, like, I, I think he, like, Roddy Piper, I think, sells the blue collar yeah, aspect definitely. of yeah. the character, I think, mm-hmm. better than even Kurt Russell would. And Kurt Russell comes across like a pretty blue collar guy. He would be able to do it. Yeah. It's just that. It'd be a different movie. Yeah, it'd be a different kind of movie. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe on the on the surface level, m- more initially entertaining because I'm sure you would like bring that Kurt Russell charisma to the screen. But I don't yeah. know if it would well, work. I mean, in the same yeah, way. because like I think Rod, uh, he he brings a he's a bit dry, but it, yeah, it's, it's it's good for the character. Yeah, you he's know no Stephen I mean? Lack. D- this like, is- he- it's weird yeah. to say this about a professional wrestler, but he's got a lot of nuance, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The first half of the movie, he's very, like, subdued and, like, you know, kind of just observing everything. And then once he gets the glasses and notices what's going on, he turns yeah. into, like, stereotypical action star. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. that one line that where he goes into the bank about the bubble gum, mm-hmm. he apparently suggested that to John Carpenter. Yeah, he had, like, a journal yeah. of uh, slow yeah. sayings, like, one line. And that's, like, one of the like the most memorable lines of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's... See, which came... Did Duke Nukem, like, appropriate yeah. that line? Yeah, it too? did. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's That's right. It totally did from this. Uh-huh. That was the first place I'd ever heard that. And then yeah, when I watched this movie, I was like, oh, they ripped off Duke Nukem not knowing that this was like exactly. 10 years before. Yeah. You know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because that's uh, that's what I was reading too about like Duke Nukem, not even just beyond that, it kind of took a lot from um, from They Live. Ooh, like the a sunglasses lot of too that he the wears. Sunglasses. Um, the is he killing hair. aliens? Like, yeah. Yeah, he's killing yeah, aliens. Yeah, like, I, I think it took a lot of influence from it. 
Um, he's he's shooting things. <laughs> yeah, he's gunning shit down. There's a Simpsons game of Bart Simpson. It's called Bart Simpson versus Space Mutants. It's for like Sega and like Nintendo. Yeah. And they have a whole thing where aliens are taking the form of human and you have to put the sunglasses on to see it. You press like <laughs> B to put the sunglasses on and everything turns like black and white. And you can see the aliens if they're in the humans or not. Yeah. And I remember playing that before I ever even heard of this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's weird how much, like, I mean, this is kind of like a cult classic, but, yeah, you know, it's how much influence it had on so many other things. Wasn't it beyond. pretty yeah. successful in the box office? It it actually was, yeah. yeah. It uh, it came, it stuck uh, uh, number one at the box office for, I think, two or three weeks in a row. It came out... I think it was, like, two weeks from what the two. commentary said. It. Um, I was surprised when they said it. I was like, what? Yeah. This was successful? It was an yeah. indie movie, too. I mean, yeah. it was on, what, a live production? Or and it's was, a John Carpenter movie, yeah. so... <laughs> it's, uh, it cost $3 million. That's why it was successful, because it cost ah. nothing. And uh, it came out really close to election. Day is the week of the they week moved, of that's what it, yeah, yeah. They moved it because it was supposed to come out in October, and then he thought it'd be cool to come out right before the election. Like the <laughs> yeah. week of, yeah, yeah. Um, Halloween and this are both kind of uh, uh, linked to a, ho- a holiday of sorts. Election day, no, it's not a holiday, yet, <laughs> yeah. But, I was like, but uh, I no, mean, yeah, you watch this movie around election day and you get a little uh, little uh, cathartic, no, you, right? No, you you watch it after election day, <laughs> election day, yeah. After if things haven't gone, you know, yeah. necessarily all on you know, your way, that's what happened to us, yeah. Like, exactly. We watched this after, you know, good old uh, you know, lizard Ted, you know, <laughs> slimy uh, Ted, yeah, fuck that guy <laughs> <laughs> on the record. It's an anti-Ted Cruz podcast here officially <laughs> on the books. Um, we just lost we lost our sponsors at L- GOP <laughs> podcast. Yeah, all, all of our vitamin sponsors and uh, mypillow.com. Uh, they just they just dropped us from the uh, from the list of sponsors. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had so many super packs behind us. Just yeah. That's how you get the quality podcasting here at Director Showdown. Yeah. <laughs> All those super pack uh, hey, supporters. Uh, you should just like edit this part. It just like makes them really shitty. Like our quality just goes down like right now. Oh, that'd be, that'd be great. <laughs> no, but I'm glad that you mentioned that uh, he is kind of a different character at the beginning, like the first half. And I kind of like always forget how like the movie, like this movie, like really does take its time at the beginning. Yeah. And, like in like kind of like slowly revealing information. Because um, I, I think it realizes that it's kind of a lot to buy into. So like we need to slowly like, well, once the cat's out of the bag, it's like, there's the trick. Like there, there's no more, there's nothing left. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. I mean, because I was, when we were watching it yesterday, I was thinking like, you, you can't make a movie like this, like putting all politics, like political shit aside, you can't make a movie like this today because people would be like, Wait, this this you can't just like have this have these glasses come out of nowhere. Like what what is the explanation for this? Like why are these here? It's like it's maybe you can but like you have to execute it in the way that John Carpenter does. It's like people these days are too um obsessed with like pointing out like plot holes and just like bullshit oh, like man. that. If this movie came out today, dude, they'd be like, wow, that's so stupid. There's words there. That's so, <laughs> o- wow, the, the, be so the obvious. The cinema sins video on this alone would be like 35 minutes long. And it'd just be like <laughs> the most insufferable piece of garbage. Ugh. We should put on our sunglasses when we watch a cinema sins and it'll just say garbage. Make, don't watch movies. Movies are garbage. Eat shit. Like, <laughs> eat shit. <laughs> 
We love making money. We hate movies. Yeah. That's all CinemaSins is. If, if, if you had... I haven't thought about this at all, so this is pretty undercooked. But go. if you had the glasses from this movie, mm-hmm. what would be the first thing that you like go to try and look at to see like the reality behind it? You. Oh. Yeah, well, it's I a would shame. look at all my friends. Like the first, yeah. <laughs> it's a shame that you said that because I have to kill you now. So, um, no, right? Yeah, well, probably the people you yeah. know. I guess. Yeah, uh, well, that would be like yeah, my go-to for sure. Yeah, I like mean, tur- turn on the TV and just mm. like see see what the fuck's going on. <laughs> I mean, what would you even? I mean, what would you really do if you knew that stuff? Fuck, man. I mean, if this you ties suddenly into- become woke, a woke bay. I think that there'd be, like, if this were made today, because they don't really say what, until, like, the very end, and even, it's kind of ambiguous about what they're doing, what the aliens are doing. Yeah. Because they're not necessarily killing people, but, like, I think if it were made today, there'd be a whole, there'd be a lot of think pieces about, like, maybe the aliens were right. Or something oh, along those God. lines. The, the fucking oh, Thanos man. shit. Yeah. Like, maybe Thanos uh, had a good idea. Maybe I they mean, had some good points. Yeah, it's like, oh, Jesus. Well, yeah. It's like if Hitler was alive today, he'd be like, guys, let's, okay, you know, on paper, this guy looks bad, but uh, let's let's hear him out. I mean, he might have some good, you're totally right, I think, absolutely. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Just thinking about, like, this movie being made today is kind of a fascinating uh, Well, that's why you can't have movies today that have, like, this sort of black and white um, plot you know you can't have like oh this is a good person this is a bad person let's go you can't like i mean i mean all in all honesty yeah like avengers infinity war was nuanced because it yeah. had to be like mm-hmm. no one no one like w- wants to see a superhero movie where it's like just oh you know this this one's bad man this one's good guy and they go yeah Except, ironically, Captain America and Wonder Woman, but those are like more <laughs> exceptions than the uh, than the That's rule. That's true. You know yeah, I mean? and then I think I think movies, some movies are finding success in doing that now, like movies like John Wick. Um, no, I guess that even even that has nuance, right? Because he's like bad, but. I think that's more just like, oh, this is just fucking kick-ass more, if anything. <laughs> I, w- I wonder I if, so, like, because yeah. I know a lot of TV shows are, are was really big on, like, the golden age of TV is really big on, like, the anti-hero. And I wonder if, yeah. like, what's the opposite of anti-hero, I guess, like, a pro-bad guy? Like, I guess... Hero? Uh, uh, yeah. Or, well, you're saying, like... A, a bad guy who has some good points, quote-unquote. Yeah, you know? it's like I a wonder good if that guy is, who has some bad points. Is, yeah. that, is that, like, the opposite, I guess? Well, because, like, like, I mean, you've got, like, Walter White is the main character Breaking Bad, and he's a bad guy, but he's yeah. also the good guy. He, essentially, he's the protagonist, and yeah. yeah, he's literally an antihero. Yeah, so like if if maybe I wonder if that has anything to do with a lot of the movies we have now, where the bad guy has nuance, you know, where they have like yeah. oh, they're just doing that to save their I, daughter. That's, that's a good know? point. Yeah, I, th- I think it it maybe is tied in with that whole like movement. It's like in the fifties and um, less so I guess the sixties, but like the old traditional hero is somebody like Captain America, somebody who's like naive, somebody who's just like, it's like, yeah, you're right. Like black and white all the way. Even like this movie, like Roddy Piper, it's like a very black and white, like these guys are bad. I am good. Therefore killing them, mowing them down in banks. And totally awesome. (laughs) Exactly. And then maybe that's, maybe that's what uh, is, so bad about it. It's yeah. like there's no nuance and therefore mm-hmm. it can be manipulated and yeah, see, co-opted. That, that's yeah, I guess it goes back to our previous conversation is that mm-hmm. 
yeah, since it's so so obvious on what's good or bad, it gets appropriated so easily, mm-hmm. you know. But I think it's also just uh I think that maybe we've gotten smarter. Yeah. I don't want to say that. Like, yeah. I say that very <laughs> lightly, I guess, but because yeah. I don't think we're very smart people, but um <laughs> I think that since we've known so many of this, the the typical typical cliche beats of just you know the, of a plot structure that and even in terms of morality we have a very basic understanding of of morality that we want kind of something something more something uh, not so uh, simple as as that so as a result yeah. we've had more complicated movies whether it's fun or not you know is is uh i guess it's subjective but you know what you know. i'm thinking oh man what i'm thinking about now is like maybe the age of the anti-hero and the nuanced bad guy is going to be viewed as like a very toxic thing for our culture in like 20 or 30 years because it like allows for these i don't know man it's, it's like people the like thing. the ben shapiro's <laughs> of the world and like these like really uh toxic kind of individuals with like really or uh what's what's the guy's name jordan peterson jordan peterson or like um who's the guy the nazi guy who's gay oh, um, oh milo yiannopoulos the, yeah the guys yeah. like him who are like more or less yeah. kind of like nuanced air quotes like villains who are bad guys well yeah because like, they're they're pro well okay that's an, this is another conversation but they're they're like <laughs> They're taking legitimate points and bastardizing them. Like they're extrapolating yeah. in yeah. ways that are are uh, not to the spirit of the point. You know, like I, I know these people. Like Jordan Peterson makes good points, but then he goes to a level that is so insane mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. Then yeah. Milo takes a good point and then goes to a level that's so insane. I ben Shapiro like does the same exact thing. The Drifter character is essentially Milo in this movie. Like he kind of turns his back on his own. I mean, like R- Roddy Piper. Or? No, no, the Drifter, uh, the guy at the end. Oh that, yeah, oh like, that's oh, a good. Goes. That's a really you know, good he kind of sells out. Yeah, and and Milo doesn't believe half the shit he says. He says it for, for sure for shock for and awe. Kind of does gain. the exact same yeah. thing. Yeah, he he. Remember when that lawsuit happened? Yeah, and he just said that the the argument. I think they won too. He said it was just a character that he plays or something. Mm-hmm. So he even yeah. knows it's his own, it's own, his own schlock, you know? What is the, now this has me thinking about that wise crack video about wrestling, the post reality, post reality. Um, what was it called? There's a phrase for what's happening right now because oh, yeah. I, I kind of, I think that's kind it's of a amazing term, right? Yeah. Um, the, the fact that wrestling is something that everybody watching, knows is fake, but like accepts as reality and Mm -hmm. like gets emotional about the stakes involved, Mm -hmm. even though they know it's fake. And it's like basically what that video says, drinking the Kool-Aid sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, What that video kind of puts forward is that that's reality. Now it's like, that's, that's, uh, entertainment news. That's Kanye and Taylor Swift. That's fucking president Trump and everything that he does. And it's kind of fascinating that, like, here is a movie kind of about similar themes with a, a wrestler in it. Right. So, yeah, I know that's kind of... <laughs> it's kind of like being post-jaded almost, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you get to the point where you're so jaded that you just accept that and that's, you, you know, you don't have those same feelings anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, to go back to that that uh, um, that uh, hobo guy, Yeah. that, like... 
that that I didn't even know that was him. Neither did I. Yeah, I had to like yeah. look it up. I'm like, yeah. which guy is this? La- last <laughs> night we both realized, oh shit, because he looks so different. I think yeah. that's why is because like black he looks, and yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's like all dressed up. Because um, the first time I watched it, mm-hmm. I was like, is this? I, I thought that was kind of like uh, like a some weird error in the the movie mm-hmm. making. I was like, is this guy just like? trying to introduce them to their like how things work now mm. how does he know them but the, it's the fucking guy from the beginning mm. and uh he's been he's fucking sold out mm. so what do you guys think of that guy do you think he was wrong to do that fuck man i well, think now it, we're <laughs> i mean it's it's kind of interesting because you you get people who are like so desperate or not desperate but like they don't have anything else to do that sometimes you, you don't blame them for doing these things and i think he kind of represents that mentality for a lot of people and it it is interesting to see you know these these like like these 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 people who are are part of minority groups or part of oppressed groups kind of go to that side and that's why i mentioned you know milo's like that you know he's Mm -hmm. obviously a gay man yeah and he's found an opportunity to get sleep slip in right to exploit yeah so this also ties in with uh, the the uh, what's her name um, Holly Thompson. Holly, she's so pretty. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> those eyes, dude. Yeah, she has Jesus very Christ, those eyes. like insanely blue eyes. Right. Yeah. And I thought there was some actually. I, I mean, obviously, there there is hard to um, reap uh, feminist um, <laughs> feminist feminist commentary in this movie, but mm-hmm. there is one little uh, morsel of of it in the scene that's actually on the TV right now, yeah. playing in the background. And uh, she's like, you know, I'm going to put on those glasses. I'm going to see whatever you want me to see, even if I don't see it sort of thing. Yeah. It's kind of like that idea of how, like, she's just, uh, she's going with whatever the, like, you know, the male that has the control yeah. in yeah, that situation. Sure. She, she even says, mm-hmm. uh, you've got two guns, so you have control. Right. Which I thought was such a weird at the mm-hmm. time, and I forgot that how it ends where, you know, she kind of turns yeah, on them. Fucking, yeah, yeah, dude, so, I, I forgot that every fucking time I watched yeah. it. Like, even last night, I was like, oh, that bitch, god yeah. damn it. Like, <laughs> oh. So, it, it, yeah, again, like, it's, it, like, that scene is the microcosm of, like, that feminist commentary because, because later on, she she still follows, like, these, it, sh- it hints at her character. Like, she follows what, like, her superiors are doing, you yeah, know, because at the true. very end... You know, she's part. She she works for the uh, the cable news network, which is obviously the controlled by they. I guess is the term, right? Mm-hmm. They and uh, she ends up um, killing uh, Keith Richards <laughs> and uh, the Rolling Stones fame. The, <laughs> Keith Richards and um, she tries to stop. She, she tries to stop. Um, you know, uh, our main, a main yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah Nada. Oh, man, yeah, I. I fucking that scene is so like blunt and to the point too when she mm-hmm. kills him because it's it's so out of nowhere it's like such a reveal where like the gun just like goes to his head there's like the screen flash mm-hmm. like the super eighty screen flash um, and it's like fuck man that's like right at the end of the movie too mm-hmm. um, little Keith Richards <laughs> R I P R I P um, who was also in the thing yeah that's actually how he got in this movie is because. Uh, John Carpenter was like, man, you're fucking great. Like, just well, th- was this the first movie he did like right after the thing? Because he said he took a break for, for like four years or something. Uh, no, after he did Prince of Darkness the year before this, uh, I think. Um, yeah. And that one was a total bomb and kind of a dud of a movie. But 
Um, he's back on it with uh, with this one. This he one wrote that part for success. him, right? Like specifically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I assume it's Keith David's decision to wear so many purple shirts. <laughs> I was wondering if there <laughs> he, was some symbolism to the yeah, purple. Yeah, right. Seriously. <laughs> no, he he like I was watching his interview in the thing, and for this. He just wears purple all the time. Like, that's just like his fucking thing. <laughs> Holy and he looks shit, fucking dude. good. Now that you said that, yeah. I'm thinking about you watch community. Yeah. There was a there was a, a big scene in community where he's wearing like a purple suit. And like a dance, right? Yeah, yeah like a yeah. dance. And now I'm thinking his character was in fucking Saints Row and their whole gang was wearing purple all the time and he was always in purple. What Goddamn. the hell? Jesus for Christ. For years man. he was always the ass to ass guy from Requiem for a dream to oh me. Oh my god. <laughs> Wow, man. I forgot about that. I wonder if he wears purple in that. I thought that would make sense. Probably, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's wearing a full purple suit. It's like, oh, Keith Keith, uh, Richards. He's got a a purple sweater on now. Yeah. (laughs) I think he just, like, goes up to the director or whoever is leading is like, you know, you can tell me to... Let me wear a purple sweater on the scene. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that just comes off as racist. Yeah. I was trying to like really nail I his tone. Pretty good. I feel okay, like it was right, there. Right. Was... We'll keep. We'll keep it in. I won't. I won't. I won't bleep it out. Don't uh, worry. Brent is anti-racist to almost a fault. I, <laughs> like he's almost like always apologetic about his uh, racial commentary. Yeah, that is. Then it's true. Um, so, so try again with that impression. <laughs> I mean, now, we all now you're going to let me wear my purple shirt. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait a, yeah, he has like a he has a very like monotone like rhythm to it, yeah. kind of. Um, no, I, that was better in the first time. The first time was like flat out voice. Races. He has a very commanding voice, yeah, and I I love his voice, especially in the thing, especially I think in I, Mass Effect. He's mm, fucking great in Mass Effect too. As Anderson, right? We yeah. already discussed this, but yeah. um, he's fucking cool. Yeah, let's talk about the fight scene because uh, that's, fucking, you can't skip that one now. Because what I realized last night is that Donkey. It's got some layers to it, all right? This fucking fight scene uh, is fucking great. I'm sorry. I'll delete that. I'll fucking <laughs> no, delete don't. that whole segment. No, Eric. Uh, Eric, it is Donkey Layers is from Shrek. a little movie. <laughs> yes. You've heard of that independent film, Shrek? Yeah. The, maybe the worst be- recurring bit on this or it's any be- podcast. It's being, not to digress too much, but it's yeah. being rebooted, apparently. Oh, oh boy. Man. See, you know what? Put a pin in that. We're going to come back to it. That's going to be the <laughs> last hour of this podcast, yeah. Eric. Yeah. Um, this fight scene, uh, aside from being like choreographed so great and like just like a perfect 80s fight scene, um, which by the way, it, it was pretty much Roddy's idea because a rowdy Piper, whatever. Um, cause I mean, he's a wrestler. Um, mm-hmm. John Carpenter met him at WrestleMania and they became good friends and he was like, you know, I don't want to put Kurt Russell in my next thing, <laughs> you know, apparently, uh, you know, you want to be in this movie and, um, he pretty much, I think, told John Carpenter, right, that he wanted a like a long fight scene. Or well, like John a good Carpenter fight scene. said he needed to have a fight scene because he was in it. I don't know. I don't know. It was the chicken or the egg sort of thing. Oh, uh, maybe like yeah. a contractual thing. Well, I was even. I was reading that originally the fight scene was supposed to be like thirty seconds, and that is it. David Keith or Keith David? I always Keith David. Keith David Keith and Richard Tavrian, Roddy Roddy Piper. Uh, they had the idea to actually fight, and other than like the face shots and then the groin shots, they actually are hitting each other. And they oh, went damn. up to Carpenter and Carpenter was just like, yeah, do your thing. And <laughs> he just filmed it as, as was. Yeah. That's fucking, that's cool. I know, I know they did like some, some rehearsals. Well, um, um the, yeah. uh, the interviewer was uh, talking to John Carpenter and asked him, you know, was there any consideration for sorting the uh, fight scene? 
And he just responded, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was very he was very adamant about, like, that yeah. fuck no. Yeah. Like, he just wanted a long-ass fight scene mm-hmm. between uh, yeah. Keith Richards and, uh, <laughs> and, and Piper Boy. Yeah, P- Piper Pi- Man. Pi- P- Piper. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, what were you going to say? Oh, no, it's just like, I mean, like, I just remember whenever I saw this movie for the first time, I was like, man, this is a really long fight scene. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're not like, like, I love action movies, Mm -hmm. but this one was like weird to me because it just felt like. Yeah, it goes on and on. Um, I mean, it's, it's a reference to, I'm forgetting the name. It's like a quiet. Is that a John Wayne thing? Or it's something? a John Wayne movie that came yeah. out in the fifties. I think a John Ford movie where they fight through the whole town it's, or something. It's yeah, it's like a really long fight scene that kind of walks this line of being like funny, but they're also fighting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and like it's it's kind of a, an homage to that because like I mean Carpenter is a guy who loves his westerns and his uh, homages and um, but yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's pretty much uh, a reference to that. And what I was going to say is that this scene is so fucking brilliant because it works as a metaphor for basically trying to get somebody to believe something that they don't want to. Mm -hmm. And I think that the length of it works in its favor uh, because are you, are you the one who keeps rewinding it and playing (laughs) it back over? Oh, okay. I was like, because it keeps starting over. And no, it's like, my it feels foot hit the perfect. controller. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, I think it works as this perfect metaphor of like, why the fuck don't you believe this? Like, this is mm. the truth. And I think this scene more than almost any other in the movie is a good metaphor for like today. Mm. It's like, the fucking truth is right there. Why don't you believe it? Let's fight. And then it's like a long ass battle mm-hmm. of trying to get somebody to believe what you believe. Yeah, um, and that's yeah. exactly what the people in power want you to do anyway. They mm-hmm. want you to fight amongst yourselves. Yeah, you know? I mean, that's the very Because cynical. they're wasting it. <laughs> well, I mean, they're wasting energy on each other when they're supposed to be together. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? That's, that's the true. whole idea of it. Mm-hmm. You know? It's great. Great fight scene. Any other thoughts on this fight scene, fellas? I, I just love, like, the references to it. I think, um, I mean, it feels like a wrestling match. I mean, obviously, like, Ready Ready Piper is a wrestler, but, like, yeah. it's almost like... I mean, I know they're still filming it and everything, but it's almost, it feels kind of voyeuristic even, you know? It kind of feels like you're sneaking in on watching these dudes fight in an alley. Yeah, and, right. Uh, it, it, I mean, it was real because they were really hitting each other. Mm-hmm. And I think just so much of it, it it's not like over the top. I mean, there's it no, is. There's no music. Yeah. Like, it's, it's all just like it lets you just be in that moment for like six minutes. Like it just goes on and on. It's fucking great. I highly recommend watching that, that South Park clip. Even yeah. if you're not a fan of South Park, it just, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of beautiful in a way because, <laughs> you know, it just, it is completely unnecessary, but necessary at the same time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause you're just enjoying this, uh, this, comp- it is a completely unnecessary scene in this movie. Like, you don't need this. Like, this is completely, like, irrelevant. I mean, yeah. really. Yeah. But, that's that's uh, kind of true. You know, but the... the I mean, it, it develops their, like, relationship, you mm-hmm. know? But what the thing, the moment that I love in this fight scene is when... Uh, is when I think it's uh, Roddy Piper, like, laughs. 
Like, it's like a small little moment where he just like laughs at like, oh, what the fuck is this? Like, what are we doing? Like, he realizes how ridiculous it is that they're fighting. I mean, speaking to, you know, that's what they want us to do. It's mm. it's almost like a little like meta moment where he realizes that he's like, why the fuck are oh. we fighting? You know, and also when he when he picks up the plank, the, the piece of wood, yeah. and yeah. You're like he's like, oh, yeah. my God, I'm sorry. Like, when he yeah, like, the, what the fuck? Hey, what the hell? Then why are you using that? Yeah, And then he shatters the bottle and it just like breaks and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's it's so great. That uh, felt real too. It almost felt like they let them do what they were doing. He's like, oh wait, we this is a movie. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, right. Like like they, that was like them just like improv and yeah. having fun. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, like it was very like uh, well thought out because of the the stunt coordinator was uh, I forgot his name. Jeff Yamada. Is that him? He did, yeah. Or was the, he the big trouble little China guy? I don't know. I think I don't want to sound racist. No, <laughs> I don't think it was. Maybe, so, I I've know. seen his face. I don't, I don't know. I don't think yeah. that was him. But. He plays all the alien, all the male aliens. Apparently, mm-hmm. oh, that's right. Yeah, the the same guy played pretty much all. I think even a lot of the female aliens oh, as well. Really? Yeah, or just him. He played the old lady in the shop. <laughs> yeah, I know that for sure. Uh, I think he played the. Oh, well, that's a guy at the end having sex with the, the girl. Yeah, which is a great scene. Yeah, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm you, constantly shocked that that is the final shot of the movie. Right? Is like an alien <laughs> <laughs> just having sex with like some chick and her screaming. It's I like think, so campy. Yeah. That, that scene to me feels like, like ultimately that's what you should walk away with is like, this was fun. Like exactly. there's some depth to it. But it's like ultimately, yeah. yeah, it's like because it ends on such a wacky kind of bit. <laughs> mm. um, but what's wrong, baby? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of feels like almost like those Red Scare propaganda videos. Like you could even yeah. be sleeping with somebody who's a communist for sure. Kind exactly. of situation, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And I, I love what I didn't pick up until last night too is the um, attention paid to black and white versus color. Yeah. That that's really cool too because when he's wearing the glasses everything is black and white and it's the way things are, it's reality. And then once he takes down the signal at the end, then every it's jarring at first because it's like, "Oh, wait, everything is together, everything's in color." And you know, we just take that as like this is the reality that everybody sees now. It's like a it's like a good little bit of like visual wow, storytelling. Is, is there some meta shit with some, the black some and Wizard of Oz level? with the what? Some meta shit with the black and white thing because we were talking about how black and white the movie was. Maybe so, that's yeah. interesting too because in the resistance, it's that's the first time you see a lot of minorities all at once, and all the aliens are portrayed as, as white people. Yeah, for sure. And they're literally Republicans, as what yeah. John Copper <laughs> said. Like he said, they're literally. Republicans. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean Reagan. It's like all Reagan's boys, Reagan's cronies. Like that's, hear uh, that? They're all Republicans. Alex Jones supporters. They're not yeah. fucking elitist liberals, coastal <laughs> elites, as you like yeah. to say. Coastal elites. Um, yeah, I mean, that that is really interesting. That's what I noticed, too, is like, it's like, oh, okay, this is like a much more encompassing, um, like, the, like this, this is the way, this is like the way this crowd, I think, would actually look, you know, yeah. for sure. It's not like, uh, I like, like I was telling Adam, if this was remade today, I think like the kind of roles would be reversed. I think it'd be like, like a, a black guy, I think it'd be Keith David trying to get the white no, guy to see. No, it'd be an incel. It would be an incel, <laughs> and oh, he God. it'd be um, what's his name? Um, <laughs> something hood. What's that guy who shopped that church? Oh, I Anyways, don't know. that kid who shopped the church, and he just thinks all the you know all yeah. the Jews are 
taking over the world. <laughs> well, that's 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 your cynical remake. I'm trying to like the very the even more woke version of uh, of a remake of They Live is mm-hmm. I think uh, like yeah like kind of a uh, down on his luck like African American guy. And then trying like he has a white friend and he's like, dude, you don't fucking get like what we're going through and like trying to trying to open his eyes. Basically, have you guys seen I think it's the second Purge movie. Uh, I've seen the first one and two. In the second one, they have rich people like they they abduct minorities and they hunt them. And there's a scene in there that feels just like the scene at the end of this movie where they're like talking about the progress and how much money they made. They're like at a ball. Oh. And I, I wonder if it's an, an actual like um, if an, like homage an homage to, to this. Yeah. Um, I can see. I, I don't think I, I think that might be the third one because I think the, for, the second one's the one with like Frank Grillo from like Civil War. And uh, I don't get, know. But Matt yeah. Saracen's in it from Friday Night Lights. I know that he, he dies. Oh, shit. Spoiler alert. Damn. <laughs> Maybe I did see that one. But, okay, yeah, that sounds like it might be, like, an homage to it. Then. Yeah, and when I was watching it, because, like I said, it's been a decade since I saw this mm-hmm. from yes, yesterday. was the first time I've seen it in about a decade. And that whole scene felt very familiar. And, and just, like, the whole congregation. And even, like, in, like, the Kingsman, the first Kingsman movie. Ah, uh, yeah. They, you know, sure. all the, it's, like, the secret mm-hmm. society of rich people. And they all, you know. Yeah kind of congregate together that's to talk true. about I, their that's, money. <laughs> I, I don't know why those like don't come to mind when I think about movies like they live. I, I guess, I guess they live like fucking what I appreciate about this movie is like, it fucking goes for it. Yeah. Like it really goes for it. It's like, it's like, no, this is, this is how it is. Like they fully go into their society and see them like giving speeches to all the rich ass, like people benefiting from uh, like all the rich humans benefiting from it. Um, all the Republicans, uh, yep, all yeah. the Republicans. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, in movies like The Purge, probably just kind of uh, it's, it's it seems like a lesser, like a lesser kind of version of what this movie's trying yeah. to do. I think you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know uh, what oppresses me the most is mm-hmm. Roddy Piper's big old muscles. They're very they're they are <laughs> they are huge. He Those looks like an action fucking, figure. <laughs> right? Yeah, he looks for sure. Like fucking Where we've reached uh, what is maybe what the seventh uh, shirtless uh, <laughs> Roddy Piper scene. I think. Do you think? I mean, if they were to remake this, who would play Nada? And I, I feel like just because like oh, John Cena man. is the first person that comes to mind, John Cena. John I think it would be fun to see John would... Cena play this part, dude. John Cena would be fucking hilarious. That would honestly. be honestly, I think I can't fucking see cool. Because <laughs> in my no, head, it's like you go anybody. to like The Rock or somebody, but yeah. The Rock is now, dude. Yeah. He's, he's too big of a star to just John Cena in jean shorts kicking ass. Hey, hot take. Huh. Fuck The Rock. <laughs> hey, goddamn man, that's that's hot off the press. He's a cool guy. I, I like the rock. I just think he's, uh, he's, uh, over it's, it's oversaturated. Rock. Oversaturated. Yeah. He's uh, he's a, take a step back and, yeah. uh, yeah, I don't, dude. I actually like the rock. He's pretty cool. Yeah. But it's just like, you're in too many movies now. You need to calm down. Yeah. He's like viewing himself as like the blockbuster guy now. It's like, it's like, yeah. it's like he has a contract that says I need at least three blockbusters a year. <laughs> don't give a shit if they're going to be good. And it's like before he's at least profitable. Sometimes we, Eric, sometimes we go on tangents on the show. Yeah, this is fine. one of those now, <laughs> but, um, it's like, it's like usually he's been, um, like hot on hot at the box office, but then skyscraper comes in at like 40 mil and, and a total like, bastardization uh, of one of my favorite movies. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, uh, I, I think the irony of The Rock's current, like his whole just like filmography now, is that when he first started making movies, he was trying to avoid that. 
Like he started, he was in Be Cool. Yeah. And he was trying to, he played like a gay guy in Be Cool. And like, he was trying to like, <laughs> yeah, I guess be more nuanced. And now he's just like, fuck it. Give me that check. <laughs> yeah, dude, I guess like, but the thing what is like. What was the movie that totally solidified that? What was his turning point? Ooh, turning point. I mean, there were early movies like The Rundown. The Scorpion King. Scorpion King, you think? Is, is that your, that's your. Uh... Yeah, because that movie's just not good. That was yeah. a pretty. It made a lot of money still, but like yeah. it was when him when he like was in full CGI Scorpion. I mean, dude, Fast yeah. and the Furious was actually pretty early because he was in Fast Five, right? And right. that was like 2010, 20, 2009. Scorpion King was pretty. Like, that was like way 07 or 06. Because yeah. the yeah. Mummy Scorpion King movie came out in like 03. That sounds right. Yeah. And Probably even 0405 was yeah, Scorpion King. Around that time, it seemed like he was kind of going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he didn't know what he really wanted yeah. to do. And he peaked in uh, Pain and Gain, as far as I'm concerned. He, <laughs> so he deserved a that. fucking Oscar nomination for that movie. He's incredible in that movie. Um, that's the thing, too. That's kind of a bummer, because he's fucking like a great actor. Yeah, he's good. Have y'all you seen know? Southland Tales? No, man. I keep meaning to. It's I hear really it's so bad. weird. It, oh, well, it's bad. Okay, okay. I, I love it, because it's oh, so okay. bad. And yeah. I remember watching it as a teenager and thinking, like, this is bad. This is the guy that did... Uh, Donnie Darko and the box, yeah. Right? The box, oh that. man, he's still doing Richard shit. Kelly or Robert Richard Kelly, Kelly. yeah. yeah Richard um, Kelly, and it's it it's definitely going for it. And <laughs> The Rock is pretty good in there. He yeah. he plays like twins, not to get too much away, but um, but yeah, um, I don't know. I just yeah. want to know if you've seen that movie. No, I mean <laughs> that's uh, yeah, man. Richard, Richard Kelly's a guy who like boy, he, he just stuff. peaked early <laughs> and yeah, has made like three movies since. He's got and kind of all Duncan strange. Jones syndrome, huh? Duncan Jones. Well, he had two good movies, at least. Um, Warcraft and uh, Moon, as everybody knows. Uh, <laughs> well, that's how you know that Brent's talking, because you somehow justify Warcraft. But, you know, <laughs> I never good, saw guys. it. But We've already talked about this before on the podcast. It's a pretty good movie. Have we? I think so. What's your What's your opinion on Warcraft, then? Mine? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a pretty, pretty good movie. It's not great. It's not going to win any awards. And the human storyline is pretty rough, but uh, all the orc stuff is is solid as hell, and the fight scenes are great. I've heard that, but I heard that people's expectations were so mm-hmm. low that like it exceeded it. That's it, true too. Well, yeah. and then I think we talked about this on huh, wait, some wait, episode. Justin, I I'm looking at Brent's bank account. Oh, and it looks like that some Chinese gaming company has wired in a million dollars to God Brent's account. That's so weird. That's so strange. Well, it's all out in the open now. (laughs) Speaking of Blizzard, um, yeah, garbage people. But hey, it's it's fine. They can make a hear about that, Eric. Oh God, (laughs) the whole like mobile mobile thing, Diablo game. They're making a Diablo mobile Mm -hmm. game, and the fans are like furious about it um uh, the, uh, uh i just think i'm surprised you're on the fan side adam because we at, at time and time on, again i'm not on anybody's side i just think it's all funny okay well i mean blizzard's doing what they cop out but no i mean bl- i mean i don't blame <laughs> blizzard for like wanting to make a because there's you can make so much money on mobile gaming it's for insane. sure man internationally it's so insane so my friend that works for zynga and like oh yeah yeah mm. <laughs> those paychecks though mm. <laughs> probably six figures man. I, I, that's, I, I, that's why i was like okay blizzard i get why you're doing yeah. this and then i also get why the fans are like that i mean of course you you want yeah you know it, it was a failure of marketing man like don't have that be your 
final reveal at BlizzCon. Like, like announce that at an international show. <laughs> like, don't like because everybody was like, "Yeah, Diablo Four, baby, here we go," and they're working on it. Everybody knows they're working on it. I think even they announced that now. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just a. Just a bad, bad move. Uh, welcome back to the Blizzard, uh, <laughs> Blizzard PC Gaming Podcast. Dude, um, do you think there's there's one? There has to be a Blizzard like podcast out right there. Oh, you know? dude, yeah, there I'm sure be. there's a bunch. Right? Yeah. There's probably, what do they talk about? Probably like, what's the fucking, best like, uh, suit of armor to equip on a certain situation or something? I don't know. The hottest StarCraft characters? <laughs> <laughs> who, who fucking knows, man? Um, God, there has to be a pod. There's a podcast for everything. There's there. a podcast yeah. for everything. Yeah. Um, but, uh, they live guys. Pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, what would we're hey, doing it. You remembered. I wow. did. I don't have anything prepared, but what would Cronenberg do? You think we already Tell talked us? about it? Did we? Yeah. Remember when we said, what would John Carpenter do on video drone? Oh, that's right. And, and then Cronenberg's version of They Live is Videodrome. Yeah. Right? Have you seen Videodrome? No. It's James Woods is in that, right? Who? James Woods. James Woods, unfortunately. Mm. It's yeah, a, it's a really... It. It's, it is, it's, it's really a super good. super good movie. Yeah, um, yeah. It's pretty insane, but it pretty much is like if Cronenberg made They Live, it's Videodrome, kind of. Um, it's that's why weird. I think Videodrome has a... It, it's more nuanced than... They live, so you kind of like yeah. understand. You can't like appropriate. Well, there's no nuance in, in they live really. That's like, what I mean. It's like yeah. you can't appropriate appropriate video drum because it's I mean? so like it's kind left of like of center, like yeah. weird. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting that you guys are doing Carpenter and, and Cronenberg because I was at the Draft House a few weeks ago and they're showing both video drone and they live. No like shit. Are you featured. shitting me? They might have already done God it. God damn it. Fucking but, uh, hell, I thought that was dude. like, oh, wow. Like, that. They listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck. I'm going to have to shoot them an email and see what's going Maybe on. Maybe people thought we were just like sponsored by Ammo Draft House. So <laughs> yeah, that's why right. we're doing it. That'd be fucking cool if we were sponsored by that'd be fuck. That'd be incredible, honestly. Yeah, um, yeah shout out to Ammo Draft House. Quite sincerely, Guys, they're a great theater. Yeah, if, yeah. if you're going to go see a movie, yeah. see it at the Alamo Draft House. It's the, yeah. the best place Pay to Pay a little bit more money for a great experience, is what <laughs> I Yeah, absolutely. You can get a beer, you can get a tasty pizza. This isn't an ad yet. It can <laughs> yeah, be yeah. for the right take price. Take your best gal. <laughs> but if, 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 if you're gay, take your best Your best boy gal. Or, or gal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a better joke. Yeah, yeah. You got it. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Brent. I was Took like, the wind oh, out of my sails. Yeah. I was like setting myself up for the joke. And <laughs> you try to, you try to appropriate. That's the, that's term of the day. Appropriate. Oh, you try God to appropriate the joke. Oh. So it's fine. Um, yeah, so that's that's Cronenberg's version, I guess, is uh, is Videodrome. Well, is there anything else? I mean, anything else interesting? <laughs> uh, I think we covered a lot of it. Um, you got any other well, s- stray thoughts? Or- this is kind of a lazy thought, but when they talk about when the Drifters explaining their plan and how they go from planet to planet, mm-hmm. uh, wasting the resources, I felt like that was kind of a thing about gentrification. Um, oh, like yeah. the planet is a neighborhood, you know? Yeah. And they yeah. make it to acclimate So you're to them. saying <laughs> all these aliens are hipster yuppies. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> They're like the modern day hipster republic. Carbon dioxide mm-hmm. is their, uh, is their coffee, you know? Yeah. No, yeah. that was cool. <laughs> like how they were saying how. They're intentionally fucking up the plant so it could acclimate to their, like, alien. Yeah. 
I, I liked that a lot because yeah. it was like it was kind of a nod. It was like a real early nod to what can be viewed as climate change, kind of. Right. I thought that was really uh, really kind of ahead of its time too. Mm-hmm. Man, fucking this season is really proving to me how fucking ahead of his time John Carpenter was. Mm-hmm. Like Big Trouble in Little China, uh, Escape from New York. From in a sense, uh, the thing is kind of its own type of thing. Well, like, Escape from New York was a video game movie that when video games didn't exist. Yeah, absolutely. You know? yeah. <laughs> uh, and they live obviously for multiple reasons. Like it just further goes to show that, uh, well, Halloween was ahead yeah. of his time too, because for sure. Was, yeah. it, was it the first slasher movie? Uh, yeah. Yeah. By and large it was. I mean, it, well, when did Texas Chainsaw Massacre come out? 76? 76. Yeah. That, that was a Halloween. slasher though. That was like a psychological thriller almost like what yeah that's that, pretty slasher-esque uh, i haven't seen the original I guess. in a long time i mean You've seen the ori- yeah, i'm talking about the original there's that nothing slasher about the scariest scene in the movie though man like the dinner scene yeah, when like the creepy. insane family is like Hold eating up. people so and, maybe i have a fun fundamental misunderstanding of like what a slasher film is yeah. then uh so can I you guess give maybe, me the yeah. basic tenets of like slasher film to me, a slasher film is one antagonist in some kind of in the in the sense of like wearing a mask of some kind. Leatherface fits it. Um, okay, so it has it's, those it's very. I don't know. I guess so. I guess so. In a lot of respects, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is kind of a slasher. But I think the tropes that we know of a slasher come from Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel that for sure. Like yeah. in in terms of like where everyone copied from, because mm-hmm. <laughs> the only slasher elements I, I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre like somewhat recently. The mm-hmm. only slasher elements in that movie to me are the scenes when he's just chasing someone, and it's like that's a very I guess slashery thing. It's like mm-hmm. a victim being chased well, by he's the like killer. Leatherface. I mean, he has like mm-hmm. a mask on, and yeah, I mean. I mean, that's I, a big I, element. Of yeah, it. And I, mean, a little I mean, Scream is like, like the chasing after someone is kind of slashery to me. Yeah, yeah, in, in a mask. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean you're right, man. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, maybe Texas and then Chainsaw. Everyone be... dies except for just you know one, you mm-hmm. know, the chick, the hot chick, right? So. Yeah, I think she she gets away. Mm-hmm. Fuck, man, maybe Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like the first slasher movie. <laughs> yeah, maybe we're giving Halloween too much credit. I don't know. It, uh, the the way you can figure this out. Mm-hmm. Is which one had the most sequels to it? <laughs> oh shit! Dude, That's actually it's a great tough like, because Texas Chainsaw Massacre had a shit ton. No, right. Halloween had more. Halloween for sure. had so many. Are we counting reboots though? We're counting all of them, baby. <laughs> Every single one. Well, fuck, man. I'm gonna look this up after the podcast because I think how, hashtag. I can't even whatever the hashtag, hashtag. slasher origins <laughs> get at us with uh, maybe which we one? slasher showdown Sla- where we watch oh, that's all much the... better yeah slasher <laughs> showdown <laughs> uh, which movie had more sequels yeah. and that's the one that's more uh, culturally and relevant. who's your favorite is it is it Leatherface or is it is it Mike, Mike Michael Myers, Myers? yeah did the, you see you know, well, I mean this is as good as this is a good of a uh, uh, kind of a pivot point as any uh, did you see the new Halloween Eric not yet no. no? Okay. Well, we won't spoil anything, but it's pretty good. Pretty good movie. I usually, it, was, it was all right. I usually wait for those to go on Redbox. Yeah, um, good Redbox movie. It's uh, it's. It, I don't think it's a complete waste of time. That's, yeah. It sounds. It sounds. What like did you like? Asshole. Not like. Not like it because like, you were laughing through the whole thing, having a good time. Like, yeah, I was having you? a good time. I just think that the only the biggest issue I had 
was just pacing. Yeah. Because it's um I I I I think this that movie was actually the time I had an epiphany about horror movies. Really? Yeah. Lay it on me, man. I'm I'm interested. And the fact that the best horror movies are actually like not like that in the mm-hmm. sense that you have to have a contained environment. You have to like always be in the same place while with a legit horror movie. Like yeah. Alien, the thing. um the thing. Mm-hmm. You have to be in a claustrophobic like area to where there's not like too many external forces to fuck up like the rules of it. You know, Shining is another example. There's like it's all oh, that's in a, really interesting. It's all in yeah. one area. You need you need like an you oppressive know? external force mm-hmm. on the characters that like allow that don't allow them yeah. to escape. But if, if you yeah, if you go to too many different settings, it's like your mind starts forgetting about the you know it's you're not like. What's the word? Uh, you know, suspension of disbelief starts to like go away yeah. a bit. That's a you know that's a I mean? really good point, man. Yeah, because now that you're saying that, mm. I mean that that's like my biggest fault with it too was was pacing and kind of messy is kind of messy. I was okay with the tone, even though the tone was very no, all over the place was, yeah. in some was, regards. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's a, that's a really good point. Yeah, a lot of kind of jumping around, maybe too many. Uh, they they kind of like sold it as like a return to form of like a mm. simplified Halloween movie. And I think it could have been a lot simpler. Like there were a lot of ex, like extraneous right. characters to me. But it was uh, a good character study. Yeah, uh, Dennis yeah. Gordon Green directed the new one, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave, that, Dave, David Gordon Green, David Pineapple Express, dude, right? The guy who Pineapple Express. Yeah, Pineapple Express. Guy, I thought that yeah. was interesting. That oh Jesus Christ, somebody got. Killed above us, I think. What the hell? That was <laughs> loud as fuck. Holy shit! I wonder if the, pod, the <laughs> podcast slightly, <laughs> probably. That's fine though. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's funny you say that um, because it's it's way funnier than I was expecting. Oh really? Because like of, him and uh, yeah, uh, Danny McBride, Danny McBride co-wrote it. Oh really? Yeah, and so like they're like legit, like really good bits in it, like some funny character <laughs> moments. Um, mm-hmm. Like yeah. it was funnier than it was scary. I think. I did the, hearing you guys say it's like a little bit more simple, a little bit more like back to basics. I mean, yeah. have you guys seen like Foot Fist Way or uh, even yeah. Eastbound and Down? Like, well, that that's, that's I think Jody that's Jody Hill. Hill. Jo- oh yeah, yeah, that's Jody Hill. yeah. But I mean, they have they have like similar kind of like uh, tones. I think sometimes, but mm-hmm. yeah, jo- Jody Hill stuff is uh, is fucking wild, man. Have you seen um, fuck the Mall Cop movie? Oh, uh, Observing Report. Observing yeah. Report. Observing Report is fucking wild. The only movie I love Seth Rogen in. <laughs> the only movie. What, what other movie is he good in? Have you seen Steve Jobs? Oh, no. I he plays wasn't Okay, Oscar. fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's, he's good in that. He's actually not That's Seth a great Rogen movie. in that movie. <laughs> More on Fassbender, but he's good in it, too. But he's not like Seth Rogen in that movie, right? No, no, not really. <laughs> Uh, I, I made, I made the Apple computer. <laughs> hey, Steve, do you want to smoke weed? <laughs> uh, Sausage Party is also a good movie. I'll, I'll die on that hill. Um, but, I should uh, see that. I'm very because I heard it's an atheist movie. It's so a I'm like very super atheist movie, man. It, it actively yeah. hates God. That movie. I love meta weird. movies, but I feel like that was like a meta overload towards the. <laughs> Dude, it gets so fucking meta. That's like one of the most. Yeah, that that movie's insanely meta. Uh, 
Millennial millennials are the generation of meta. I swear to God, they're always yeah. looking for the meta well, shit. Like I feel like Muppet Babies taught me a lot about meta as a kid, and I feel I like never we were the Muppet stuff. Like man. Animaniacs yeah, is very meta. I feel yeah. like we yeah. were groomed to be meta, like with all the cartoons sure. that were. Well, because like yeah, the yeah. '90s was like that postmodern culture, po- like postmodern uh, like pop culture thing. You know, like yeah, mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction that was like the quintessential like postmodern commentary on like culture and stuff. Yeah. And everybody it was like pop culture had become like very saturated. Like everyone knew references to all these things and now it was a time to reflect on like those. Yeah. The only way the pop culture. Yeah. Like yeah, the only way like our generation could start to connect to new entertainment was by that veneer of like like a little wink at the camera. Like I, I think mm-hmm. of something like uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog, which was like one of my favorite shows growing up. And like that was a very super meta show. Like multiple times in an episode, Courage would like ask the audience like, what are we <laughs> doing here? What's going on? And it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you're right. Like we were super groomed to uh, access, uh, access, access, why the fuck did I say it like that? Access entertainment that way. Like mm-hmm. uh, the Deadpools of, of uh, modern modern society, I guess. Oh, sad. <laughs> um, Pitbull's fine. What? Pitbull is fine. Pitbull. Pitbull's fine in my book. <laughs> Dolly. You see no. Pitbull too? Uh, it's great. What? <laughs> There's a movie? Well, no, I said Deadpool. I thought that was the joke. I got it. I thought it was okay. I appreciate no, that. <laughs> Thank you. You're the new co-host of the podcast. Adam, you're out. I'm sorry. I'll have my own podcast. You can come come over to to Adam 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 Showdown Adam Showdown, where I face myself off against myself <laughs> with a with a bullet. First episode. There's only one, and then you die at the end of it. That's not very good, and it's not very funny. <laughs> Try to I'm think sorry. of something better. Here, I'll give you another shot at that joke. Okay. Um, Get it? Another shot. There's only... No. Okay, I can't. No, that's it. That's <laughs> all I got. <laughs> but uh, They Live, fellas. Um, good movie. Um, mm-hmm. where, do you, where do you put this in the, uh, in the Carpenter list of the season? This is the final Carpenter movie that we're talking about this season. And uh, to me, it's probably... Fuck, man, that's kind of tough. Do you want to go it, first? It, is it more black and white to you? Um, you got the glasses on? The the uh, <laughs> the uh, the biggest demerit to this film, unfortunately, is that there's no Kurt Russell in it because... <laughs> every other movie this season? Every other movie this yeah, season has right. Kurt Russell in it. And I absolutely <laughs> adore Kurt Russell. Nothing wrong with uh, how Piper did it. He did very good, mm-hmm. and he was totally cool. It's just that... Uh, it's not Kurt Russell. It's just not the same. But man. like, I really love this movie. Honestly, like, this is a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's very enjoyable. Um, I think it would be good to show like a high schooler. You know, like kind of mm. get them into um, because it's not. I mean, it's not a complex film. You know, it's yeah. like have a high schooler kind of like oh look at these you know simplistic kind of political themes and you know think about it and also have a good time. Like, what that's sucks how about that is all the surface level stuff now. That kind of like. Like all the shootings, like the bank yeah. shooting and the, That's true. the media. That's true. I don't know how know. they would re- react to it as much, right? Yeah. But Growing up. Uh, show your cool your cool high school, like, whoops. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your cool high school the, son, the, the, not the, your friend. <laughs> not your cool high school your, friend. Your cool, your, uh, your good, uh, you know, being a, a, a 31-year-old. Uh, show, show your cool high school friend, uh, Brandon. Uh, who's just getting into Tarantino movies. Uh, show them they live. You might, might be into Invite it. Invite them over, you know, cook up some popcorn. Yeah. 
you know, make it, make it, give it, give them, give, give them a beer or two just to kind of let things cool be friend. loose. You're the cool friend. <laughs> God, uh, but yeah, this one's probably <laughs> on the, on the, the lowest of the, um, Mm-hmm. The list. I mean, I, I say that with not like, but it's a, it's a high list. Like the yeah. bar is very high for yeah. the movies we're talking about here. I think probably the same for me. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think maybe this one. It's so good though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's barely at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, Escape from New York's probably third, even though that's fucking great too. Yeah, um, I just have a kind of subjective feeling for about sure. Yeah, as a Metal Escape. Gear fan and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And you, you've seen Big Trouble. Yeah. They live. Not escape from you. Have, you haven't seen the thing? No, I dude. Fuck, it's, that's, uh, the thing oh. is objectively his best one out of all of them. <sighs> Shit, Eric. I feel yeah. like I know enough about it to pretend like yeah. to, I can talk about. There's it. probably a lot that's like, it's, in like the... it's just an enjoyable like film. Yeah, like, yeah. it's so good. It's great. It's uh, it's fucking gross. Mm. Don't don't eat anything while you're watching it. That's for fucking do, sure. Do you believe the theory that Keith David was actually an alien? Because there's a theory that he gives him like motor oil at the end, and he gives him the. Yeah, we of, talked uh, about that on the thing. Oh, really? Did I, I didn't come down on, on either side, I don't think, on the episode. I think Keith Davis is definitely um, him, the alien. Yeah, I lean toward that more well, than not. I kind of yeah. like that. I mean, just from the movies I've seen, and I, I can't remember Escape from L.A. too much, but they even Halloween kind of ends on kind of a, like, not a downer, but kind of a, like, oh, shit note, you know? Yeah. like See, that that's what John Carpenter was saying on his interview for this for this movie. He was like... I love dark endings. Yeah. I love all that shit. Yeah. Apparently audiences don't, but I do. Even Big Trouble, yeah. You, yeah. you see that that thing at the end, you know? Uh-huh. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. It's like the, on the uh, truck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, is he going to be all right? I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, that's true. We've talked about that this season, too, about how the thing is like a, ve- a very downer ending. Mm-hmm. Escape from New York is like maybe the most downer ending uh, not it's like, all like by, done by like badasses though. That's what's so great about them. Yeah, you have so much fun yeah. that it doesn't yeah. feel like something like. And it's why not do I like, have to use Infinity War? Yeah. There's got to be better examples. Yeah. Like <laughs> like a movie that ends on a downer and you're just yeah. sad. It's yeah. like it's you like had such a fun Empire. time. Well, the badass <laughs> badass character still like does something cool as fuck at the end. Yeah, now, yes, you know? it's kind go. of a Jesus yeah. moment. Um, you know, like they they sacrifice. Well, I guess I mean this one. I'm, I'm stuck on the yeah, because like right this now. one. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. he says, I love it. I love the yeah. the flick off at the end. Yeah, but yeah, I, so for, I forget cool. that he dies. Yeah, because ultimately, I th- I think this movie, aside from him dying, is kind of a, a happy ending. Like it's it's like the truth is revealed to everybody. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, maybe his happiest ending out of any movie we've watched uh, this season, except for maybe Big Trouble. I guess Big Trouble. Yeah, it was pretty. Mostly. I mean, it's, it's pretty solid, happy ending, I'd say. Yeah, because everyone kind of gets out like all fine anyway, you know. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, like I love the scene where he, at the end he just like he just says "fuck it" in the the like I guess like I will say Rod this Piper's uh, you know performance on that how he how he delivers that line is so good for sure. Yeah. It's so simple but effective. It's it's amazing. It just... Well, I, I mentioned this to you when we were watching it. Um, I think this is one of the first movies where any director or like uh, producer anybody was like, 
yeah, a wrestler can be in a movie, mm-hmm. right? Like, is is there is there any Princess before Bride, this? The year before this. Ooh, that's Ooh. a good. Pull, I don't know man. if that counts because he's good barely pull. in it. <laughs> and and he he he's hot good take, in it though. Yeah, yeah, he's he's pretty pretty fucking good in it. Like he fits his character perfectly. Who is this? What um, Andre the Giant? Andre the Giant, Princess Bride. Hulk Hogan was in a Rocky movie. I don't know if it was before this, but he's oh, basically no playing okay. himself. I didn't know that. I guess I missed that, Rocky. But I don't know. Yeah. The best one is Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, I'll, I'll never forget, frankly. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, that that it, it seems like at least John Carpenter is like the, one of the early wave of like, hey guys, wrestlers are good actors. Yeah, like it's what they do for actors, a living, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, and now that's like who leads all of our action movies. <laughs> like even if they're not wrestlers, uh, they're somebody like like uh, Chris Evans or Hemsworth who get as ripped as a wrestler. Yeah. You know, they're like trying to shoot for that body type. Um, but uh, yeah, final final thoughts on uh, they live, fellas. Hmm? What about you, Eric? Well, uh, some interesting things. Um, well, like right here, this part they're talking. They mentioned John Carpenter's name when oh, they're no talking shit. about the John scene. Carpenter movies, and um, I can't remember the other director they mentioned. How they're too violent. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And it, it makes me wonder if this scene ending right now with the sex scene is like him talking about like the lust in his movies or, or not even his movies, but in yeah. movies in general. And that's why he ends it that way. Dude, that's, I kind of huh. love that theory. Yeah. That, um, that makes a lot of sense. But, uh, one thing that I, I was reading about Holly Thompson is the only person who has a full name in here. Everyone else is kind of ambiguous mm. for the most part. That's and, true, um, yeah. I don't know what that means or why. Um, but when we were watching earlier, when, when they raid the, the what's it called the resistance yeah yeah she's kind of just chill there and it's one of those things that you did like i didn't notice till just watching it now yeah again she's just kind of like oh i have to look i have to look panicked uh, yeah yeah, like i uh well i know they i'm fine but like i better (laughs) uh yeah put on a put on the people like like sacrifice themselves to go get her while she's just kind of like you know on the ground yeah you know yeah, for sure. But um, she, uh, you know, it's that that raid scene too is one of those scenes you see in movies from the reverse perspective, mm. where they raid like the trap house and you know yeah. they go in, and it was interesting to see it and like be sad that these people are dying as opposed to, like yeah get them. You That's know? interesting, man. I didn't even like think about that. Yeah, the how the perspective is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's they're they're the like oppressed throughout the movie. Like the police are like the villains, mm. and uh, that's a very non eighties like point of view to have. I think right, like the the police in the eighties were yeah. like the heroes. Right. But I, I think there's like this this connection people like to make with like police and conservatism, kind of. And mm-hmm. I think that this movie. You know, standing well, up. John to, Carpenter just said he hates any kind of authority, yeah. <laughs> no matter for sure what it is. Yeah, you know, that's he that's a big escape from New York thread too. Yeah, he just even admits that it's just he has an adolescent like hatred for uh, <laughs> authority. You yeah, he doesn't. It, to me, he's just like an anarchist. He just doesn't. He just hates anything in power. And he said the only thing that he. The, he hates authority except if he, he's a director <laughs> and his children. That's the only authority he oh, likes. That's, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, he's like, "Fuck off!" Like, don't try, don't try to like run mm. run my life. Like, exactly. That's pretty hilarious. Exactly. I think it's interesting. Also, I think if they were to make this today, it would be interesting to see it from a guy who's a cop who just sees this guy shooting a bunch of people and try to take him down. And at the end he realizes, Oh shit, we're the bad oh, guys. Oh God damn. That'd, dude, be that, that'd be a wild <laughs> cold open where it's like a cop responding to like a mass shooting. 
Mm-hmm. That'd be fucking crazy, right? Like, they can't and make then, it today. <laughs> no, it would not yeah. get made. That would, like a studio would be yeah. like, "What the fuck are you doing? This is insane!" Like, get the fuck out of well, here. But that's You're what's fired. most. It, you should do it because that's the most pertinent thing nowadays. Yeah, but I'm saying it would never get greenlit. Like, but you should. Fucking pussies, like, dude. Like, yeah. I, I don't know, it's I, like it's our culture now. Like, I think there's a le- there's some part of it that like. I, I don't know if I agree with this, but there there is a part of it that like may be a little bit irresponsible because how people will perceive it. And even if you're like well intentioned, someone might take that. I mean, what's what, what's his face? Chapman took Catcher into Rye and killed John Lennon because of it. You know, like yeah. And if this awful. is more like less subtle, it's more like on the nose. That's true. You know, I, I don't be, know. Be more like activated by yeah. saying it. Yeah. Well, that's why I kind of. I mean, I go back to like Inglorious Bastards by Tarantino. Have you seen that? Yeah. Or? Like that movie is an interesting commentary on violence because like the literal, um, the, uh, the, the theater shooting scene, you know, at the end, yeah, it's literally like a terrorist like attack. Like it's not, there's no, um, there, there's no if, ands or buts. It's like these people are trapped in the theater. They're Nazis, but like yeah. they're all getting. There's like, still like shot haunting up. images in yeah. that final like so yeah, scene. To me, it's not even like about the consequences of violence. You have to know what the perspective is. You have to know what the intention is. Yeah, because it, it totally warps your like idea of like what's happening on yeah. screen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like when you watch like a John Wick film. It's essentially a slasher film, but you're behind the slasher. You're like, they, you're, they kill you love the slasher. Yeah, you yeah, love the slasher. It's all about guy. context. Yeah. yeah, like he's Mike Myers, John Wick. He's he's a. Yeah. He even say in the film, he's <laughs> the like boogeyman. the boogeyman. Yeah. He's the one who's shooting up everybody. So, to com- yeah. I think to kind of like combine what I think both of you guys are saying, I think it would be irresponsible to open the movie like that. Like it, it'd be irresponsible to be like no context. Yeah, shoot it like a crazy shootout. Um, you know, like a slaughter scene, but then to retroactively, but like, yeah, I think if you build up to something like that, I think kind of like what this movie does is it gives you enough context to kind of understand it. But um, I don't Unless know. You're brave, like Uwe Bowl, and uh, <laughs> oh, make the movie. He's never gonna make another fucking movie. I think <laughs> he got have banned. You seen actually, Rampage? have you guys seen Rampage? No, no, oh, I've never man. seen. I don't You've think any of his. his. Rampage is about this kid who. Uh, <laughs> Who shoots up a town? Mm-hmm. And that's it. And that's it. Oh, Christ. Have y'all seen? Um, it's pretty good, actually. I'm not gonna lie. God bless America. I think it's God bless America. Yeah, God bless by yeah that Bobcat. Bobcat Goldway. Yeah. Oh man, that was a cathartic. Yes. Yeah. I, that movie. <laughs> fuck, I forgot about that movie. Man. That was pretty recent too. Like that 20, was 2011, 2012. That yeah, movie it was, it was the so Obama cathartic. years, man. It was, you can make that during the Obama years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, everybody was like, "Boy, that movie's pretty nuts, huh?" Well, yeah. Let's go about our business. Everything's fine still. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that movie's nuts, man. Yeah, there's great. like they yeah. kill like everybody yeah. in that movie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That Ooh, shootout in the American American Idol quote yeah. unquote. Oh my just, god! Yeah, where it's like I'm not actually retarded, man. <laughs> and then he just like <laughs> just, uh, that could be a companion piece to this yeah. if, in a way, just without <laughs> yeah, aliens in, in some capacity. <laughs> well, I was I was talking to Adam about this last night. Have you seen Black Klansman? Yes, it's so good. It's fucking great. It's like I, in terms of like movies that are like you feel how pissed off they are. Yeah. That is absolutely one. Like that movie mm. is like furious, and uh, yeah, just all good companion pieces. If you just want to <laughs> get mad about fucking <laughs> the state of <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, fi- you got final thoughts on uh, they live or 
How about you? What was your what's your final thoughts, Brian? Uh, yeah, man, uh, this this movie is uh, great. It's it's got a I think a, a really potent political message that unfortunately has been co opted by. Uh, some very garbage people. Um, but separating it from that, I think it's uh, kind of cathartic mm-hmm. in these uh, post-midterm election times. Um, and even beyond that, it's, uh, it's just incredibly entertaining. It's very, it's very pulpy. It doesn't take itself to... very too, 80s. Very <laughs> 80s. Uh, God, look at that. Look at that uh, button-up shirt tucked into those denim jeans, fellas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just... Even no the font, era. the They Live font, is like quintessential 80s, like, like font. Yeah. You know, the fucking, I don't even know how to describe it. But you know when you <laughs> see it. and Word documents. It's like what we were trying to go for with our fucking uh, mm-hmm. font on our on our logo, pretty much. Right, right. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's peak, not, well, I don't want to say peak Carpenter. That's, like, the thing. Uh, but um, It is kind of peak Carpenter, though, because after that, like, what? 80s, yeah. I mean, we covered, I think, his, his best years. I mean, other other than Halloween and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll fight for uh, In the Mouth of Madness. Like, these are, this is, this is, this uh, 80s was uh, his decade, man. He really killed it, and he was uh, too ahead of his time, I think, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, They Live is, is uh, great. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, that should conclude today's episode. Eric, do you have anything that this is your time? <laughs> there are a million <laughs> listeners right now, and anything you say right now, if, if it's totally a bad affects, week, a million, <laughs> yeah, f- f- five to ten on a good week. <laughs> do you have anything you want to tell? Like, do you have a Twitter? Do you have an Instagram? Yeah, do I've, you have a project you want to? Well, put um. There? I write for Sticker Fridge also. Um, oh, hell yeah. And uh, if, if anybody wants to write, um, let me know. Or let us know, I guess. You know, yeah, just, for sure. Uh, we Sticker definitely want to get more perspectives. Uh, I think we need more female writers. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, uh, Elise is throwing sure. it down, and she's doing really well. Um, and she's yeah. awesome. Well, how about third-gendered? People, that man. too, X Gen. Uh, we we got to take baby steps sometimes. Zero, yeah, we, <laughs> baby, steps, baby writers, <laughs> baby, baby writers. writers in there. Atticus, I think, is, is writing up his first. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's actually shockingly, re- it's really wild, guys. Like it's pretty. It's gonna blow the roof off some shit. Actually, <laughs> like so. I've read some of it and I don't understand it, and that just means <laughs> it's, how advanced. Well, it it's is. kind of a manifesto. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of scared to be his father now. So. <laughs> But uh, sorry, I just fucking no, just took <laughs> over your shit. I'm sorry. No, um, so yeah, I'm just keep on the lookout for that. Um, I want to say thanks for having me. Um, yeah, dude. I, I seriously just like tweeted a suggestion at Brent, and he was like, "Come on." I'm like, "Okay, cool." Yeah, dude. I've like wanted yawn, but it's like at any time that we start like planning the shit, I like I just like forget who to get on, and like, yeah, you're you're gonna, mm. you're gonna come back again, man. For, for, awesome. I, I don't know why I'm like you're, I'm telling you're going you that to like come back. You again. will, yeah. There's a bomb actually in your, in your head. That I, I really enjoy your podcast. Um, I think Thanks, man. both of you Thank guys, you. you've both managed to like, I learn something every time I listen to your podcast, but I also am never bored. I listen to you guys at work Aww. when I'm working on stuff. Thanks, man. So I, I really appreciate you letting me on and um, and kind of joined in the conversation. That's good. Because, you know, every other guest we've had on here <laughs> just says, you guys are pile of garbage. <laughs> yeah. You don't know anything about well, movies. Well, that's what's weird is they like leave on such a really like... <laughs> negative note yeah. and we're like boy this is a weird well, way to they, end 
man, you spent like an hour and a half talking to us, and it was all talking like a friend. Like, and then you save it all up for the end just to spite us and put yeah. us down. It just gets really nasty. So thanks for getting <laughs> on a positive note, man. Like, yeah, it's, so it's a nice breath it's of fresh nice. air. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll probably see if we can get you on next season. We don't know who they might. Well, actually, we do. Do you want to? We just decided. Oh, do you yes. want to announce uh, it right now? I had some suggestions, but I, I'm Let's definitely excited. Eric off podcast, but let's <laughs> oh, save don't. it. You don't for, want you don't want to tell the millions of listeners. Right <laughs> yeah, I, I want them to 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 write in what they think. I kind of want to save it for the fiftieth episode that's coming up. Real oh soon. yeah, the episode after the next one is our fiftieth. Yeah. It's going to be a bit of a special. Uh, I won't say what it is. Yeah, but it's yeah. special, very special. It's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. So what what did you want to? What? Oh, am I plugging? Uh, yeah. Did you got something? Uh, yeah, I mean Brent Kong on Instagram and. Twitter yeah. and that's that's about it. Go to stickerfridge.com. Is it Brent to it. underscore Kong? It is, yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I keep going to like change it because I'm like, this is dumb. I need something, but I can what never like the, come up with something. What is the origin else? of Brent Kong anyway? I literally nothing. Like Donkey yeah. Kong, I think <laughs> it's stupid. That doesn't even make any sense. I liked your original Biker Boy sixty. I should have just been Biker. <laughs> this is Biker Boy ten. I was ten oh, years old sorry. when I made that screen name, Adam. <laughs> You fucking bastard. 69. Like I'm some kind of douchebag. Uh, to be fair, a 10-year-old would make it 69. It'd be like 420. Yeah, 420, 69. Yeah. Lol. Like Lol. that's what it would be. Um, but uh, yeah, listen to the Delphin podcast. Listen to all mm-hmm. the Sticker Fridge shows. You got anything, Adam? Yeah, I'm going to be on... Um I don't know if I should announce it, but I'll be on the Revenge of the Sequel podcast. This is going to come out like seven weeks from now. It'll that's be true. already. <laughs> yeah. I'll you be, were on. I were that. on. Yeah. These timelines is like the Fast and the Furious timeline. It's all over the place, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but I'll be on. I'll, I'm going to be doing uh, John Wick too. So That's I hope you. Yeah, I haven't done it yet, but you, you could have already listened to it by the time. <laughs> yeah, we will all have heard it by the time you said this. It's <laughs> <laughs> so strange to even think yeah, in that crazy. timeline. But you know, uh, just follow Stick Fridge. You'll probably find my my Instagram if you follow Sticker Fridge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for listening guys. Thanks again for keeping on this journey. We have a lot more cool stuff. I hope you'll stick with us. Stick or fridge us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm going to delete that's, that. That's <laughs> terrible. I'm going to yeah. bleat that out. Like but yeah, we are now, we, we do have plans for the next season. So we're not, we're not done yet. Keeping it close fellas. to the best. We're yeah. not done yet. This isn't over. Yeah. This showdown is still going. Uh, but yeah, guys, next episode is going to be Dead Ringers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually on Amazon Prime now. So if you haven't seen it, uh, Adam and I both haven't uh, watched mm-hmm. that and uh, tune in. And yeah, Eric, thanks for coming Thank on. Thank you man. so Thanks. much, dude. Um, it was a great pl- guest. It was a pleasure. All right, guys. <laughs> see you later. Bye.